And we are live. Welcome back to another episode of On the King's Dime, Wednesday night special tonight. Uh, a podcast on the eve of the playoffs that start tomorrow. Uh, I think the other, yeah, the other games, I don't know, some other teams are playing. And then we play the Hawks on the Friday and the Sunday. Uh, but yeah, we're here to talk about that and the finish to the season and a few other things, a little, little pre- playoff preview, we'll talk a little bit about um, some of the awards. I think some awards happen, so we'll have a quick chat about oh. those. Um, but yeah, as always, you can like, we are on Facebook right now live. You can listen to us in replay on Facebook or on YouTube. And then if you want to listen to us in audio format, then you can go to Apple Podcasts, to Google Podcasts, and onto Spotify or the Anchor platform and grab us from any RSS feed that gives you an RSS feed and have a listen to us in audio format and give us a like, rating, and review and subscribe to us because that helps us get out there to more Kings fans. And we will see you guys next... No, just kidding. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, some some games to talk about. A couple of uh, meaningless games to end the season. We had uh, finals wrapped up. Um, though... You know, a big, a pretty big clash against the Hawks. There's definitely plenty to yeah. talk about there. But we'll start with the Taipans game on uh, Friday. Friday was it? It was. Uh, well, it was a Friday or Thursday. Twenty first. It says here. It's been so long. My my brain it was is a Thursday game. That's what I thought. Thursday game. Yeah. Um, Three thousand one hundred and fifty attended that game. That's pretty, that's pretty large for the Taipans. Uh, but yeah, it was for a dead rubber. It was a game that happened and Jalen Adams is out with uh, COVID and um, Drew Martin off the back of that, missing that game against Adelaide. He was also out with COVID on that, but he's back now. Obviously we'll talk about that, but yeah, another, another just game where we take care of business. Um, yeah. Another, another game for Ian Clark played well. Cooks played well. Yeah, man. DJ played well. They all played, kind of played well. A good, um, a good depth game to get some of the the bench riffraff in involved, and it showed we could put away teams if we got a we got our best stars in full flight. You wouldn't think Joel Joel Martin would be in you know tip top shape last weekend, coming off the back of a respiratory disease that's killed six and a half million people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you put it like that. But, so, he, did, yeah, he had it though, right? He definitely had it. Yeah, he or was, was it just protocol. No, no, he had COVID. Yeah, you don't go into COVID protocol with COVID. He's uh, Jim Adams. Um, just yeah, I'm just sure. looking it up now because yeah, I'm a bit bit behind on the news. Um, oh look, he's won an award. Isn't that fantastic? We'll talk about that a little bit later. Okay. But yeah, this Taipans game was is. It was interesting. I, I've said a lot about Forty's team this season. They faced some adversity. They lost Scott Machado um, a few weeks ago. Ru- totally ruined my finish, my end to the tipping in that game. I uh, could have had a perfect round in that game. Um, but again, a bit of a disappointing season for them. It was nice for us to give them the handle. Um, I'm still surprised they don't play Nate Jawai as much as they should. And, you know, I, I've said a lot about Forty. I just feel like that team is us last year. Um, not necessarily as bad, um, but it does the same things. And you could tell our team is a lot more sophisticated watching watching the two teams come up against each other. 
this Kings team at the moment is way more sophisticated. There's a lot of high low, there's a lot of pick and roll. And as a team, the Taipans haven't really defended that pick and roll well this season. And, you know, there's no there's no reason why we shouldn't win a game like that pretty handily. And then, yeah, we ended up doing that. Um, it was a little little rough rough in the uh, in the third quarter. It was a 19-6 third quarter. But again... Yeah, 40s teams always had that one quarter where they couldn't score. And that's, that's consistent with bad lineups. I, I mean... I think 40 was thrust into the spotlight last season, but you can tell, like, you know, last season, Cancer having the same issues as Sydney had last year. One quarter, the lineups just didn't work. And, you know, 28 games deep into a season, you'd think by now that we'd, uh, we would have kind of figured that out. Also, the team's roster wasn't, I think, put together quite well. There's obviously some injury concerns with Machado and quite Noy not, you know, not playing last couple of games, but, um, I like cans. I've got a soft spot for cans. Yeah, you know what I mean, I want them to. I want them to do well and succeed. Uh, could not give two shits about Melbourne's, but I want cans to. You know, when can was cans was in the playoffs, I was like, yeah, this is mad. Like, I like this small market team. Come mm. like like our home away from home. They're not hateable at all. They're lovable. Like, love love Big Nate, and you know, it's it's just not a well constructed team. There's not no. any shooters in there. Um, Chido's not really a shooter. He's kind of gets mid range and push. And then, just get calls. Um, so maybe next year, 40 can come back and construct a bit of a, a better team. You know, that team three seasons ago with DJ Newbill and Space mm-hmm. Cam, and, you know, that was a good team. Like That had some some real points to it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they've just kind of, I think, found um, a couple of good pieces, but they need to need to kind of build on that. Um, Zimmerman, I just like think this is, this is not... Mm-hmm. Some bad big sleeve this year. Yeah, it's not, not a fan. It's funny because that that old Cairns team kind of mirrored the Perth team a little bit. Like you know, all star type point guard, um, a really good big and a really good kind of chub wing. Like remember that when they had Tariko White oh. and um, Cotton and you know Mooney yeah, and stuff yes. like that before that. Um, it seems to be that three-man thing that happens in the league where if you get three three really good guys that you can put together a season, like kind of Lamar Patterson was a little bit like that about 10 years ago, maybe, maybe a bit earlier than that. But it's, I don't know, it feels like the league in general is becoming less like that. Like it's like you can't just have three guys now that are really good and then you just build a team around those three guys. It feels like you got to build more of a team in and this team in general, like Mijok Deng, He's been decent all season, but he's not a guy you can really rely on. Um, Keanu Pinder's kind of like you know third third tier, bordering on second tier, moving from Adelaide to Cairns. So that's you know you, you can't really shop in those bargain bins and get a get a player like that. Um, and then you kind of look at the rest of their team. Like Jerich didn't really play that much this season. Still had like a, a did you see that late shot clock? I think it was a shot clock violation, and he absolutely like flat missile this this three, and it hit the front of the rim. Like it was like a missile. It was flat, and it was like what on earth? Um, and then like you know guys like Jared Kenny, Natai, um, but Bull Qual man, like you know just sneaky, just um, let's swoop in and grab him in his third year or second year. I think he's a rookie yeah. this year. Like, Mm, let's, let's just sneakily grab him on this team, this they've Sydney team. Def- McCall was pretty good um, throughout the season. Um, Paul Paul, quite annoyed. They've got they've got little pieces. They're just they're just a little bit away away from from anything. And I think you have to go external. I think Machado's had his time in the sun. I yeah. would go back to him. 
I've, I've, my, yeah, league. I've kind of had enough of seeing him whinge a lot. And then you kind of go, <laughs> man, enough with the whinging. All right, like we get it. But at least, like, you know, turn that into something. And he, he hasn't even, he hasn't really been able to turn that into something other than that one season where they made the finals. Oh, the, the playoffs, finals, playoffs, playoffs rather than finals. Um, and that's, yeah, that's when it's time to move on. But again, like, if the Cairns ownership back 40 and they can kind of recreate something in that team, like, I, I still, like, look at this league now and the way it's developing, the amount of teams, the way teams are kind of building these thicker rosters that actually have, you know, four or five guys that are decent um, and it's more of a system-based um Set up. Well, you look at you look at the Jack Jumpers who've put this really bit of a riffraff team together, but you've got like a six man in Clint Steindl coming off the bench, and I think that was a smart move. Mm. Like if you you go on that deep, right, you've got your starting line. I think Magne has got gotten better this year after a terrible couple of seasons after his departure to the NBA, and then you've got Clint Steindl coming off the bench. Um, bad week. Weeksy, yeah, re- redemption for Weeksy. Something happened to your audio, I think. You just cut out. What's going on? Better season. Did I just die there? Yeah, I think your um, internet's a bit on the fritz. Uh, but yeah, nah, just, just quickly on that Jack Jumpers team, just ski masks. Pull that ski mask down, mate, and get into that final spot over Perth. <laughs> A little, little burglary from the Jack Jumpers. Uh, it was great to see. Um, we, I, I was contemplating, you know, a little, little chest thumping over Perth finally not making the finals for the first time in six hundred and seventy-five thousand years or something since the Paleolithic era. They haven't. They've made the finals every year. Um, but it's like, okay, cool. I think, I think it really says more about the wider league in the fact that we, we've got a few of these teams now that are a lot more well-rounded and a lot more coherent as teams that can string wins together. Um, And it isn't just, like, I think breaking up that four-team kind of, you know, obviously the Kings haven't been that top spot over the last five, six years, like, steadily. But, you know, the Perth-Melbourne-type um, two-way two-way kind of ownership of two of those final spots, it's it's really good to have another team. Even if it wasn't the Jack Jumpers, like, even if it was just another team, like, you would still have been like, yeah, good. Um, it's good to get some uh, fresh blood in there. I think Phoenix, you know, you look at that team and just go, that's, a, that's probably a disappointing end to their season. They probably should have made the finals. Um, but where they kind of finish is a bit of a disappointment for them. Um, but they did get that nice win at the end there to seal the fate. That was a crazy game, the end of that game. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was a, it was a good end of the season. And then yeah, we'll talk quickly about. Oh, should we do uh, quickly do three two ones? My brain is just well for the fried. Um, yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, keep keep going. So we we'll do three two one. Three two one. I would say. Uh, Clarky. I'm going Clark for three. Uh, Clark two. um, And for one, I'm going to go DJ. Yeah, DJ for me too. Um, You've still got a fair few to put in there. Tommy V had a good game. Tommy V, actually, he did actually. He did come off the bench and played well. It's against that team. That's actually, we should quickly just talk about that. Against that team, that's kind of where he fits. 
Like, doesn't he fit really well in the, oh, right, I can just be an extra hustle guy, you know, a, a size guy. Um, you know, the, the smaller size guards defend a little little bit of the perimeter and then also kind of, you know, defend downhill. And he also had his just like, you know, he played defense, so therefore it was a foul um, in that game as well. Did he? Yeah, yeah, that one foul. And it just like turned around, played defense, and it was just like, that's a foul. You played defense. Um, but I think he's he's going to be huge, man, against the uh, Hawks if he if he plays significant minutes. Um, he played 18 minutes in this game. You know, who knows what the roster is going to look like going into this final series or the playoff uh, series. Mr. Buford has gone to him more as the season has come along for that, that to insert into those lineups where they need good screen setters because he's he's pretty chub and he's finishing around the rooms not that bad, so he can kind of hit the role pretty well as well. Um, mm. You know, still make some gumby decisions from time to time, but you know it is what it is. Um, for a guy that was kind of injury cover, has then worked his way into a, into a roster. I think very well worked his way into this league. I think he could get a bigger role in any team that will have him. Um, but um, yeah, no, I think he's he's done quite well to, to carve out his niche in this league, and it's good to see him. But I think he will be an important part of this postseason. He'll be an important part for Melbourne as well. Um, because really we do need those um, those chub lineups, especially for Garda plays, because they just get into the mid-range so easily. Mm. Um, and you can kind of fight around those screens and chub. Dwakula Bullock, I've decided, has has, has not back. given us the... He's just not given us the, um, the... He's not giving us the offense-defense balance. He's kind of a liability on offense now. He's, he's The first five games, he played really well and it's just... Like out of nowhere, just like you can't finish around the rim, you can't finish in transition. The threes aren't going. Like you're looking to pass out of easy drives. It's just, it's a little bit bad to watch. He's just lost his mojo, and I hope that he gets it back somehow. Although I, don't, I think it's hard to gain in a postseason when when you're kind of just trying to get the ball to the big guys. But um, yeah, Tommy three, Tommy V being thrown fire, and just let's let's quickly just talk about Sean Bruce. Yeah, sure. Okay, that's it. We can move on now. <laughs> no, no sound effects. No, um, no noises. No, yeah, nah. man. I, I'm worried about him because he looks a step slow even against that Taipans team. I was like, man, are you even like worthy of coming back? Like, holy moly, you know what I mean? Yes, it's um, it's super duper worry. Still though, still, I kind of think still what. It's still creek still still water credence still water revival um it's he's in a decent enough spot now that we've got the re like if jalen adams is back we've got that reinforcement in you know the glover wani clark type little little three man that it can just go it's okay sean you can play play eight minutes it's all good whereas it's not just like sean he's back we need him we need him to play 23 minutes like he has to play like we don't have guards bring him in like at least we can kind oh. of keep him out of the lineup um, I know we're talking like like he's absolutely useless, but you know he he could come back and give us something something real in the finals. But he, his form over the last few weeks and over the start of the season before he got injured has been a bit of a worry. But I think yeah, I think those three guards right, 
there's enough there to kind of buffer him and just say it's 11 minutes. That's okay. Like 11 minutes and you get 11 minutes for Sean Bruce. It's probably not going to be great. Um, I feel like he's a guy that needs five or six games of 25 plus minutes and then he starts playing well and then something happens and then he doesn't play well. And then you kind of left going like, Oh, what, what was the point of those eight games then? I guess, Um, which at this point of the season, obviously we need him back in some sort of great form, but you know, you can't, you can't expect that after an injury um, layoff like that. It was good to see at least against the Taipans, you know, a few assists. Um, what did he have here? Four assists. So uh, he, as long as he dimes guys up, man, because there's guys to dime up. Like you run a pick and roll with yeah. Kerr Maker, like you can get him a lob easily. Like even Cooks, like around the rim, all you need to do is come out and just run some high pick and roll. Like you can get off a stagger. Like surely you can find some, find some, uh, some of those guys rolling to the rim. Tommy V get a two man game going, but yeah, hopefully we can relegate him back to, uh, you know, 10 minutes, um, in the finals, the rotation shortens the Illawarra game though. Um, that was a rough start to that game. Yeah, it was real. It was a rough start to that game. It's, um, Real contrast to that other game we played against them where, like, we both started out the gate really, really well. And it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. In this game, we started poorly and it was like, geez, like, you know, this is this going to be a blowout at home, like, to, to finish the season? Like, this sucks. And then, no gel and Adams, I, th- I think. And it, look, uh, some of those, like, those shots were falling flukily in the first quarter. Like, they were just hot. They had a really hot night and they cooled off and it was just an insurmountable lead at that stage because that first... Oh, I think we brought it all the way back. Justin and Jessup. We, we tried to... We just didn't have the fight. Everyone was really tired. Yeah. To be completely honest with you. Um, I think without Adam, I think that's where... Yeah, I think that's where Buford's going to have to um, really watch his minutes in this postseason because we've got Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday... Uh, Thursday, uh, Friday, Sunday, isn't it? Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. That's mm. a that's a lot of games in three days. We, if you're playing 36 minutes a night, but I mean so, we've we've had uh, we've had some reduced minutes over the last few weeks. So hopefully you guys are a bit fresh. We did come off that long, long injury, uh, the long injury break, the long um, the long tour of duty where we played. I think like seven games in. 12 night or 15 nights or something like that. It was something, something crazy yeah. like that. Um, culminating in that Adelaide loss. But I would have, I would have liked to see us win this game at the end of the day. You know, you could look at this game and go, Ooh, that's a, that's a tell. Like, you know, the, the Hawks really rested one back from us after we kind of handed it to them in their, their arena. They got one back, but then you're right. You look at that first half shooting and you're just like, Oh my God, they couldn't miss. They were just making everything. It's kind of Tyler in Tyler Harvey and Jessup. Like I like Jessup as a player, but I think he hits some shots where you're just like, really? Okay, sure. Um, I don't necessarily think he's an all round player. Obviously, he can spot up and shoot, and when they play make, you know, they've got bigs like Reith and Froling who can play inside, so they don't necessarily have to, like, swing the ball around and find guys on the outside and knock down shots. Their team, like, three or four years ago was a little bit more like that when they kind of had Emmett Nahr and Greeter and guys like that. But now it's kind of a little bit more. They can go inside, they can go outside. And I thought it was a good test anyway because they kind of went inside. Sam Froling played quite well. Sam Froling's been, been pretty good this season, and if if we can kind of rest that and wreath over 
so rest that if, if we can get like a handle over fr frolling and wreath at the very least kind of dare harvey to go off like sure hit some hit some yeah. terrible shots um and then kind of go yeah okay jessup will dare you to beat us as well i kind of like our chances you know with our with our try bigs um a Kermaker you kind of want a little bit more of you'd be looking at him going i want a series from you here and then whiny you know he had three or four from three in this game and it was like the whole crowd was just out on their feet i thought the singularity was going to happen i thought we were just gonna a wormhole was going to open up because he kept hitting these three <laughs> threes <laughs> and um and then if you have you know our guards some buy-in so so let's let's quickly because this game you know we don't want to talk about a loss do we a four three point loss ian clark at the end <laughs> stepping out of bounds like oh my god yeah that was a bit <laughs> it's a bit ridiculous and xavier cook's just getting absolutely trolleyed under the basket by two guys and then it's just like no 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 we don't call calls in the last 10 seconds of the game like you don't get anything so, okay just don't even call like an actual foul sure thing um and then yeah chase buford had a little bit to say about that um but this team like we we've got i think you know it's it's under the hood but you're looking at this team going man if we can get some sort of series out of glover a series out of wani and maker and then you know chip in from bruce tommy v then we can let Jarrell, cooks clark Jalen Adams, DJ, go to work, right? Like we've got, we finally got like this this layering system in our team where you can kind of go, oh, okay, well, like we've got some moves here to make in a playoffs environment. Yeah, I would have to say that there has to be two on the floor at all times. Um, DJ, uh, Clark, Adams, and uh, Martin. I think you can have Xavier in and out of those lineups, but I think you need to have two primary shooters on the floor at all times. Um, and you know, I think that's probably needed. I, I haven't been I haven't been too critical of Buford's lineups because I mean, when you win thirty, can you be? Um, and I, I still think in this game, like we didn't have Jalen Adams, but he went to some good lineups. I think we we, we got we, from what it was started off as, we actually pulled it back quite well, which gives me confidence going into this week. Is that you know, if Ian Clark hadn't stepped out of bounds, that would have been game over. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we, we to, to, from where we came and how we pulled it back, I think we have the effective tools with the MVP hopefully coming back for this round to, to take this game and take the series and, and, and do it, do it and get us, get us down to, to Melbourne. Um, although, you know, you never know with those jack jumpers, they may put on their ski mask again and, and uh, Rob Melbourne outright, which would be fantastic. That would be to, hilarious. Imagine I'd if they made the Tasmania just to watch it. <laughs> Imagine if uh, Crush beat that team, man. That would be hilarious. Uh, that would be yeah. that would be great. But no, good on good on the Jack Jumpers. Um, you know, a nice combination for their season. Did the Phoenix make it in their first season? No, I think they they finished just outside no. the finals. They had a little little valiant. The Phoenix run. have made the postseason yet. They just keep they keep being on the precipice of the postseason. Mm. Or did they make? Did they, did make, they make one? Or? I feel like I feel like they made one and then just got bundled out. But yeah, yeah, who cares about the Phoenix? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Dis disappointing season for them. But um, Clark in general didn't really have a great night. Two of eight from three, three of sixteen from the floor. You'd be looking for him to have a much better night. Four turnovers, six assists, yeah. diming the ball up. I just don't think. I don't think he's ready to just play as a natural point guard in a team like this. 
I just don't know no, if he has that doesn't have that playmaking ability and then you just go yeah the court's like also half a meter narrower and you know and then a guy can just camp so it just changes the way you got to think like you know we've seen nba guys come over and struggle because essentially you know that court's narrower there's less spacing and they 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 can't shoot the ball like they would in an nba game like torch guys off the dribble and kind of get downhill but we've seen clark and jalen adams kind of find wrinkles and find ways around that. Yes. Uh, but that's the intelligence of it, right? Mm. They're intelligent basketball. They've got high basketball IQ. Um, and that's the most important thing. That's why That's why he's the MVP. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. F- officially announced? Officially announced. MVP. Yeah, man. But we can was... chant it on the weekend. We can actually chant it with yeah. confidence knowing that that is true. Yeah, that was so good. Uh, that was so good in that other game. But, yeah, top top notch, top notch, top marks. That was just what a season, man. Absolutely fantastic season. We're going to do a – like we'll do some sort of wrap-up probably after the playoffs. But, yeah, what a season, yes. man. Just great to watch. Uh, it's such a shame that he's just gotten this COVID thing like right at the end of the season. Like, cool, like right at the actual – like when we need you, you get COVID. Like, great. We should be all right. He would, he would be out of isolation by now, hopefully back training. Yep, top top notch. So yeah, he he's got an MVP. That's a great great finish for him. Is it? Have we seen MVPs from not the finishing top team before? Yeah. Cotton. It's been Cotton the last two years, and they've both have won one of two. So mm. um, I think we finished above him when he won MVP, when it clearly should have just been Jay Sean Tate. Yes. Or Bogut. Oh, Bogut won. Three yeah, Bogut was points. a nice little uh, ski mask. That was a nice little ski mask as well. Um, <laughs> he was pretty dominant, you'd have to say. He was pretty dominant. Year. you got to admit. just our team was shit. Yeah, that team was so bad. The Gazy team. Dogs, dogs. Love, love, I love that one. Um, should we do 3-1 really quickly on this? Yes, please. This game. Uh, I had Cooks for three again. Spoiler alert. Yes. Should we just crown Cooks as the uh, on the King's Dime MVP winner? Is, is, is he got it? That's the well, you, has he got it? you've still got to put in uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. So it could change. Okay. Know. Could change. Okay. Well, I'm going to go Cooks three. Yep. Cooks three. I'm going to go Jarrell two, and I'm going to go Swaka. Yep. Swaka I'm, I look. Wani for two. And then you had Martin. Uh, and then Wani for one. And then Jarrell for me. And that ends a season of 3 2 1. Yeah, I'll get you to throw those in and then we'll announce that on the next show. And there's no tipping because the tipping has been finished. Crazy, crazy season. Do you want to do the uh, honors? Of announcing? Actually, no, we'll wait till the card arrives. Ah, spoiler alert. We'll wait till it arrives. The prop arrives. Nah, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, I haven't done art. I was going to do it today, but I've been busy for the last, like, 12 hours straight, so haven't been able to do that. That's fun. Um, But, yeah, tipping, stay tuned. Um, There is finals going on, so, you know, it's a nice excuse to just go, "Eh, just hold tight, hold tight. Um, Hang on a little bit. 
and yeah we'll we'll make that announcement very soon i'll do up some artwork some final final artwork thank you again everyone for uh entering the competition this year and making it all the way to the end um really appreciate that hopefully next season we can get even more people and get that building keep building a building building because it's a lot of fun um it was a majorly tight tight finish this season just crazy crazy um how many like just huge runs of eight games and it was just changing left right and center i was just like this guy and this guy that guy this guy is like whoa just just crazy stuff so and hopefully next season there won't just be like and it was an eight games round and now it's a one game round yeah thanks thanks for that covid um that was great um but yeah um so should we do should we do any more on jalen adams winning mvp I think, unfortunately, his MVP status means that his time at the Kings may have come to an end. I think, realistically, when you have to, when you see the, the level of skill and talent in this young man, he will be at the helm of a European powerhouse or a backup in the NBA because he's got the bounce, he's got the smarts, he's got the passing game, he's got the defensive game. A serviceable defensive game, and he's got the three-point shot ability. So, yeah. If, if you're um, if you're him though, like, do you stay for another season and just go, man, I was MVP, I'll back it up. It's just so easy for him. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. He finishes the season twenty point one points per game. Uh, averaging 20.1 points, uh, 43% from two, uh, from the field rather, 39.6% from three. This just, I think that was the thing that kind of evolved through the season was just like he was just walking into these threes and like any time he was taking a three, he was just like, yep, that's down 100%. He's going to hit that. And that's, yeah, that's, that's one of the big things that's kind of propelled us um, this season. It, and it was one of the things in that Adelaide game where he just, like, nothing was happening. That game we lost, nothing was happening. He was just walking into threes, and you were just like, yep. And it just looked so easy being there in the arena, watching it. You were just watching it going, like, that just looks so easy. He just makes this game yeah. look so easy, even though we lost that game. but It does. It does. Um, and I think that, I think, yep. honestly, that, yeah, he, he, he kind of fits the NBA fold. He's 6'2". He's athletic. Um, and he's an MVP. It'd be hard pressed to, to to keep him in this league without a. Um, I'd really love to see it. Um, I just don't know if we are going to see it. Unfortunately, is it? I don't. I don't know, man. Like, is he? Is he big enough? Is he strong enough? Is he? I don't know. They're they're the questions, I guess. Um, is he big and strong enough? Is there some? There is there a team out there who can get? a guard that's kind of, you know, seen as a dime a dozen type guard, quote unquote. Oh. I don't know, man. I, I like, you know, you look at Jay Sean Tate, is it a different, is it a different scenario to a Jay Sean Tate who essentially got snubbed, then came down like redemption type thing, knowing he was always going to head back. I think Jalen Adams kind of, it's a different situation, right? Cause he played two seasons in the NBA yeah. G league. Um, and then it's more of a, um, Chase Buford connection too, as well with the Bucks. I don't know how much of that connection was with Jay Sean Tate, where I don't know, to me that felt more organic in that they, they picked up a college guy rather than there was a connection there that somebody he, he coached, 
um, Will Weaver. I don't think he coached him out of um, LA. No, no, who was it? No, it was LSU. You'd probably kill me for saying that. It was um, Ohio, the Ohio State. Um, yes. Um, I don't know, man. I'd stay to, for me, like for where he's at, like he could become easily like one of the legends of this, this league. I mean, financially, it's definitely a step down. And that's there's there's no two ways about that. But I guess yeah. you're at a franchise where it's not one of the basement dwellers too. Like you know, there is a chance yes. to earn decent money, have a nice lifestyle. Well, you would hope to. Um, you'd hope that this this league keeps growing in stature and and money. And you know, reading articles on the league, it is a bit now. We're talking about the league being paid around half a billion dollars, and we're starting to get more calls for expansion and all those good things so it only i think expansion is probably a couple of seasons off i don't think we have the the talent pool in terms of you know watching the nbl one we just don't have the talent pool i think to put on two or three no honestly you know i think the jack jump yeah i think you'd have to expand the number of imports allowed in your team to do that it's 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 a it's an age old Australian issue, right? Like everything is just too sparse to get huge collections oh. of humans together to create really deep um, connections in sport. Like it's in every sport, like every single sport you look at any, any like you know cricket at that level, football, soccer at that level, um, rugby league at that level starts to fall away. Although there's a little bit more oh, yeah. AFL. Is there even anything like that in AFL? Since we're the only country that plays that rubbish game. Um, if you look at, it, it's just too sparse, man, because even, even like the way football has tried to get the FFA cup off the ground, like they'd be mad if you could see like Sydney Kings play, um, I don't know, like Auburn, Auburn leisure center, you know, chub dudes or something, you know what I mean? Like in some sort of cup game to grow that. But even then, like, what are you really growing? You're not, you're growing like nothing basically, like. Are they even a real franchise type of thing? I've been watching the NBL one as a bit of like a background. Um, there's some teams in that that have got some good players. And then I've seen some teams which like, maybe there's an inequality of talent. <laughs> oh, it's, it's I, like, I could you know, start like, for that team. <laughs> yeah, some of them you could, right? <laughs> there was some dudes that would, you know, questionable bodies, but... You know, Lockie Hutchinson playing for the Sharks, you can see that he's that level guy that could could make the leap in a couple of years, and it's good that the NBA one exists to give him that ability to play somewhat semi-professional team. And some of these, these NBA guys, you know, in the deep roster will go and play in the New Zealand League. They'll go and play, because now the New Zealand League will start up, I think, July, Seabull? I think, the New Zealand. Yeah, the Seabull. Uh, and then obviously they go and play the NBL one as, as well, and they kill it right because they're in that professional cast. That's where we kind of need to get. Um, I would like to see three teams re-enter or enter the NBL: Townsville because the Croc was such a good franchise for so long, man. Um, mate, Corey Homicide Williams was a Croc. There you mm, go. There you go. Um, Canberra Cannons, I think, or Canberra as a team, I think you don't got a 400,000 person population down there. It's the mm. same size as Hobart. Hobart's actually smaller than Canberra. So there's a population there to, to have it, and there's a cry for it. They just don't have the facilities to do it. Mm. Geographically, so it's in a good spot too, right? 
geographically it's in a good spot. Like you've got surrounding areas. It's Canberra's a growing market. I think it's there. And the other one's Newcastle. I think there's a, probably a need to, you know, a central coast is, is close enough to Sydney, if, you know, to support. But Newcastle's becoming its own little shaped, you know, city community. And I think that there's there's opportunities to to, to place a, a team up there and have some sort of ability to have that. And I think we get to 14 teams, we get to start getting into the 33, 34 games a season. I think we start picking up a, a little bit better because the more they play, the better they get. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I didn't see a lot of injuries this season, which was nice, which means that the courts were a lot better this season. I don't know if you noticed that. The decals were not slippery this season. Mm. Some OH&S dude has obviously gone on there. And Sp- sprayed him down with the uh, tack. Yeah, but I don't know. I so still don't understand why they need stickers, man. Just why can't you inlay that stuff into wood? I don't get it. You gotta, you gotta buy Kmart stuff, man. If you support the NBA, I want to buy Kmart because it says. Yeah, on but the they floor. inlay that stuff into the wood, like you know, and then lacquer over that stuff. Like you know, you don't need to have stickers. Oh, because it's multi-purpose, multi-purpose. Yeah, yeah. but still, like, come on, spend, no, it, spend a bit more money for that, man. <laughs> and like, at least we can spend money on yes. that. Have you noticed that uh, Adelaide's rims are back to those old crap rims? Like, yeah. And you're like, wow, like, really? Like, you don't have those, like, proper, you know, proper nice, legit breakaway style rims? Like, wow, that's interesting. Like, isn't it fascinating when you look at some of these teams, you just go, yeah, these some of these facilities probably do need a little bit of updating. Um, uh-huh. You know, I've been in that Auburn center, and you look at that, and you're just like, the King's Train here? Like, really? Okay, yeah, cool. But then again, yeah. there's a lot of um, there's a lot of basketball culture in that too i guess then that's a training facility um but it just it isn't there just isn't that like heartfelt connection to the game in this country that you know is in other countries like in europe and stuff like that we are a population of 25 million that have a diehard interest in about 20 different sports Mm. on every any one day you know you go to the uk and it's football plus a little bit of rugby league and a little, little bit of rugby league in the north, a little bit of rugby in the south, mm. um, and some cricket in the south. Right? You've got some winter sports there, someone sports cricket, um, and that, that's 50 million people. America, it's it's like it's three sports plus all the weird, all the weird ones. It's basketball, NHL, baseball, also and American football. So four, but then you've also and that's a population of 360 million. We have rugby league, rugby union, soccer, football, uh, AFL, basketball, hockey, cricket, netball, hockey. You know, it's it's absurd. Swimming, like you know, swimming is a thing here. Um, you've got a lot of sports for a very small population, mm. and I think that's the that's the struggle. But I think I'll give it to Larry Kesselman. He's he's started to create a really good product, a really thought out good product um i was impressed by the the ko coverage this year it hasn't been too bad and espn coverage has been pretty good mm-hmm. um that's you know, huge as well, right? well that's a, it. they're paying for it it's a shame that it kind of got taken off of um off of free platforms um ah, see this is the thing they have made all the finals free on ko freebies yeah but ko freebies so, are rubbish 
And I'm still annoyed that they still advertise, like, get our cable service. It's way better. You get 4K. It's just like, what are you talking about? Like, that's an ancient service. Why are you advertising, like, the best quality on the ancient service? Uh, yeah, anyway. Well, I can tell you what. I'll be, I'll be canning KO as soon as Sydney's. As <laughs> soon, as, as, soon as the basketball's finished, like, out of here. It's See you later. Shit, I'll just, you know, that's what I use And that's, that's the beauty of it, right? That's the big thing, too, about cable, cable networks is, um, and cable, um, sorry, like streaming networks and cable networks is like you can just unsubscribe at any time and then just subscribe back up at any time. And which is, I don't think these, these, um, these like companies weren't really ready for that, um, the freedom of choice in being able to just maneuver your way around this. And it's almost as though to me, like sports should just become way more ubiquitous now. And it's like, we don't need to battle anymore. Like, you don't need to go, we need to put this sport against this sport against that sport against this. Like, there's enough bandwidth for anything to exist, basically, if you have the right business model, if you attack it in the right way, if you make something that people want to watch and have, you have the internet now so people can watch it. But still, yet yeah, there is still just so much, like, money, so much um, just, you know, back and forth on that sort of thing and it's just like we need to get away from that and i think the sport will grow the money will grow but i still think like that's going to put downward pressure on how far it really does grow in the end right indeed and um it, it just it's it's really about the the teams i mean all the teams to run at a loss it's very hard to be profitable as a um, as a franchise they just grow in capital since you know what is their capital value as an investment mm. uh, but they all lose money hand over fist and i think it's you know it's a couple of things a is that we play 28 games we play 14 home games a year that's not enough Mm. um b is that yeah the league probably hasn't got enough team Um, and that's okay it's growing it's good you know people seem to be in for the long haul as good as their teams like it was good to see three thousand people at cans rocking up cans on a dead roll you know Mm. that's show some heartledge and and tasmania has been a a revelation down there Packed out stadiums no matter what they would do. So, Going off, yeah. I mean, that's that, that's great for the games. Um, you know, merch. I think we, you know, a big thing is getting into these cards. Okay, why don't we have a domestic league cards where they it's memorabilia and things like that? Imagine mm. Lamelo L- L- Ball, what that would be worth as a domestic league signature. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They they can sell the rights for that. You know, teams can. Sell. There's, there's you know there's things there's ways to be a. Entrepreneurial. And to make things better and to make things more inclusive, you know, mm. get get into get into the cards, get into the the, the memorabilia, get into the things. It's like diversifying and then connecting people to it, right? That seems to be something that this country in general has a real struggle with, like to be inclusive or to make money. And you kind of like mm. you can't really like some businesses blend both really well, and you go, yeah, yeah, fair enough. But then there's some businesses that just do not do that, and then. You look at it and go, oh, okay, sure, sure thing, sure thing. Um, but yeah, I think big, big uh, finals coming up. We're getting a little, little, little philosophical and deep um, on the eve of the playoffs. What do you reckon about this uh, series coming up? It'll rest on the first game. I think if Sydney can take the first game, it'll be, it'll be over. Um, it, it'll be a real, it'll, it'll go to the, play, the team that takes the first game. Um, it's. It's going to suck losing I your have own to say, Well, it's that as well, but I, I have to say the um, Brian Gorgian has that team pretty fit. They run the whole game. They are fit team. Um, and he's a smart coach. Mm. 
he's built for this, right? He's built for the postseason. <clears throat> but he also has a whole bunch of fluky chuckies in that team. And they're, I mean, Justin Jessup is kind of a fluky chucker. Tyler Harvey's definitely a fluky chucker. Cleveland too. Um, he didn't play well in that other game that we beat them in, and then in this game he played yeah. really well. And that's kind of a, like that mid-range kind of in betweener that you're yeah. like, Ugh, that's that that one guy, yeah. you know, you know, that kind of you know. And you got yeah. you know you got Del Rey too. My predictions of MVP fell a bit short, and he had a okay season, but mm. should have been string man. This, this league is not ready for someone who can stretch the court at all. And here you can, and. Um, yeah, I was a bit disappointed in his um, his showing, but uh, I suppose it's a system player as well. He's not really mm. out there to show showcase his skills. He's in a playing system because that's what Gorgian does, and he's also got a whole bunch of you know air balls. So um, <laughs> yeah, first 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 game draws blood. Um, I think takes takes the series. Um, it'll be very hard to come down. I do think that they need to take both these series to five games. I think three games is just three game semi-final five game finals I think that's what yeah. needs to be looked at five and um, seven no five and five I think five and five is yeah. enough we're not there yet I think if we get to 14 teams we could probably play um, yeah I don't know I think the top four would just always play finals I think we need to these long drawn out playoffs I think mm-hmm. top four um, plans we get know, some plans going <laughs> Maybe, maybe a maybe a plane um, as as a as in terms of like um, yeah I don't know it's it's you you've got to play the same amount and that's food for thought that's philosophical food for thought right? mm-hmm. but yeah first first draw blood Adam's going to be a big part of it uh, Clark coming off in that bench role Sean Bruce slotting in in that facilitator role and not making dumb dumb defensive decisions by just you know just throwing himself in. Barging dudes and just barging. It's the dumb fouls. The dumb fouls. Like I can handle him, but when he makes stupid fouls, I'm just like, why? It's non-tactical. You've just done this, and it's now we're in the bonus. What the fuck? Why? There's always one, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think it's going to be huge, man. Ja is going to have to be on in, in MVP form, like to to go out with the. COVID protocol. I don't know if he actually had COVID, but to go out and then have to come back, you would hope that he's not rusty because he's a he's a huge part of what we've done this season, and he's going to be a huge part. Like I think we've got enough weapons, even if he doesn't come back one hundred percent. But at the same time, you don't want him missing shots regularly as well, and then derailing you know that aspect of it, right? Indeed, indeed. We'll wait and see. Yep, uh, we might leave it there. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, playoffs, man. It's, it's back. We're back. It's good. Um, so yeah, Friday, Sunday, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. We'll, we might try to come back Monday, depending on how the series is going, uh, and have a quick chat about the games, uh, and hopefully, yeah, no, hopefully no disappointment. Uh, but as always, yeah, we are live right now on Facebook. So give us a like, uh, like the page and the video. And also, if you want to watch this in replay, I'll put this up on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I'll put that to premiere. And then also, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the Anchor platform. You can listen to us in audio form. Subscribe, give us a rating and review. Get us out there to more Kings fans. And as always, we will see you guys next time. On the Kings Dive.